There's a code I live by. There is? It goes like this. Sometimes the ride can be more exciting than the destination. Oh, yeah, that's I wish that like had you. been my yearbook quote. I wish it had been. <laughs> Instead, my quote was, please don't hit me. No. Hey, <laughs> well, guess what? I'm bringing up all this for a reason. The 2024 <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder can take you from muddy jungle paths to rolling sand dunes. But it's not about where you go. Don't you get it? In a Pathfinder, the real excitement comes from getting there. Yeah. It's the journey, man. Chase bigger adventures with Pathfinder. Seven drive modes and available intelligent four-wheel drive. Seven drive modes. That's a lot of drive modes. Well, specifically seven, yeah. Yeah. And bring the fun with you with Pathfinder's 6,000 pounds of towing capacity. And I love to tow. 6,000 pounds. What? I like to tow stuff. You don't tow anything. Yes, I do. I'm going to buy a boat tomorrow and tow it. (laughs) I'll never put it in the water, but I'll tow it and I'll use it. I'll tow it in my Pathfinder. Hey, visit (laughs) NissanUSA.com to learn more. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capacity varies by configuration. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for additional information. Always secure cargo. You got to secure cargo. I'd like to shout out the biggest villain I know. It's the person that talks during the movie. Oh, that Makes, guy sucks. I hate that guy. And guess what? It's often me. Oh, anyway, no. And you know what? If I could talk to that guy, I'd say, how do you sleep at night? That's what I would say to this scourge of a person. <laughs> but I know what the answer already. I know the answer. Mattress Firm. Mattress mm. Firm has quality mattresses at every price for your best rest. Yes, even those who don't deserve to rest, like that person who talks during the movie, even they can get the bed that will make it happen from Mattress Firm. See a lower price at another retailer? Ha! Mattress Firm will match it up to 120 nights with their low price guarantee. Get matched at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale and sleep at night, even if you're a bad person. Restrictions apply. See mattressfirm.com or stores for details. Hi, my name is Abby Jacobson. I feel scrumptious about being Conan O'Brien's friend. I love that. That's a word out of Willy Wonka. <laughs> Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk and lose, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hello there and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, podcast that we've been doing for, how long have we been doing this podcast now for? Matt Gorley, producer extraordinaire. Two and a half years, I think. Two and a half years. Can you believe that? Uh, I can't actually, because it does feel like we just started doing this recently. I mean, I've been doing television, it feels like since television was invented. Um, There are early episodes, you can look them up online, uh, of me in the late 1940s. And I'm mostly, all the commercials are for cigarettes. Uh, and they're, my doctor says, <laughs> my doctor says that nothing's a better choice than camel. Uh, but, um, but this just feels, still feels so new, which is, I think, why it can also feel so fun. You're fresh-faced. Yeah. We've managed somehow not to drain the joy out of this. Uh, it's, I just, I, every time we sit down to do it, I'm, instantly in what's for me a good move, like mood. I guess it's pretty relative, right, Sona? Uh, wait, huh? You weren't listening, were you? You know what? Sona <laughs> I, just drained the joy out of it. Now I don't want to do these anymore. <laughs> Sona, you're That's not even listening. Took? I am. I just, I wasn't sure what you were trying to say. Oh, what? so I'm inarticulate, eh? Well, I mean, what are you, tra- you, the, you, what? 
Hold on. <laughs> what happened said, here? Oh my I god. I don't know. I don't know. What happened, you Sona? Said- this is this is we should I want to play this for a neurologist. Did you just go into labor? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said I just that said that it feels you're gonna drain the joy, and then you said it's not a lot saying what coming from you? <laughs> okay. I totally I, you know what? That. I love hearing you try to reconstruct it. It's like when kids play a game of telephone and, oh. and the yeah. first person says, pass the jar of pickles, and then the last <laughs> kid says, Senator Sumter uh has launched an attack. And you don't know how through five kids pickles turned into Senator Sumter launched an attack. <laughs> yeah. Sona, will you just repeat what he just said? I want to see if I know you said uh, I com- a I completely forgot what the first one was. Forget the first then one. Said Senator Sumter <laughs> did an attack. Launched an attack. Launched. Who's who is that? Well, is that a person? Yeah. Oh no. It's you know what? You, I know ago. when you say well, I know it's going to be like a long like. <laughs> uh, this guy did this, and this is the date when this happened, and you're going to teach. I me love your total and- contempt for knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is something that happened once, and this is what happened. That's called knowledge. Oh, well, do it's you, also your smugness. Do you ever thing. do you ever mock the doctor? You know when that when the uh, doctor's saying things like, "Well, Sona, your children, uh, your twin." appear to be very healthy and what I would recommend what I would recommend well Sona please I would recommend maybe uh, vitamin B and I would also be vitamin B for boring please Sona I'm just yeah, trying to give you is this what you do to your doctor that's the same yeah it's the same as you rattling off a lot of information that I'll forget instantly it's the same as my Gynecologist talking to me about my future children. Okay. <laughs> I don't have to say gynecologist. It's not, it's well, that's, no. you know, you get weird. Like I said uterus once. Ah! Like, don't ever say that again. Never yeah. say uterus. Okay. Well, Cervix. Well, there you go. That's fine. That one's fine? Yeah. Isn't that, that's just your tailbone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most confused conversation. Vajaroo. Ah, vajaroo. You're fine with vajaroo, but how about, not vagina. How about uterus? A uterus. 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 If I can turn it into a silly sound, it robs it of all of its sort of Freudian fright, you know, fright for me. You know You've what I mean? Desexualized it. Yes, I if I can desexualize uh, the most sacred parts of the reproductive process, then I feel safe. Your dirty talk must be insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't wait till my cockaroo <laughs> meets your vajaroo <laughs> and a baby grows in your uteroo. <laughs> of course, I was speaking to my wife there, uh, just so everyone knows that this was proper conversation. Um, oh, yeah, it's proper. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a miracle I found a wife. It is an absolute really miracle, is. let alone someone who's like a nice, normal person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here's this yeah. stuff all the time. That must have been a real right place, right time thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it was. Yes, it's the right place, right time. If she had met me at any other point in history, uh, I got her. Yes, she was just ready. She was like, I'll take whatever else, but just whatever comes through the door. I don't care. I've lost all faith in humanity. And then I stumbled in, like the Three Stooges, when they say, Don't worry, I've hired the very best plumbers. <laughs> Crash. Hey, old lady, we'll plumb you up real good, you know. Uh, wow. Well, Uh, we have an excellent show. My guest today co-created, wrote, directed, and starred in the critically acclaimed Comedy Central series Broad City. Her new movie, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, will be available on Netflix 
April 30th. I may also have a little connection with that film, but that's a secret. I'm excited, very excited to talk to her today. Abby Jacobson, welcome. Scrumptious? Well, that was my favorite word as a kid. It's a good one, right? There were certain words that I had as a kid that I loved that I got out of comic books. And then I found out later on I was mispronouncing them. (laughs) So there was this comic book. My brother had action hero comic books and I would read them. And sometimes they would say a macabre, you know, uh, chill came over the room. And I would say, I would read that word and go, that's a cool word. And then I would announce to everybody I'm feeling very macrobe right now. Uh, like, yeah, I was. Um, it was bad. Uh, and the other one was sinewy. Like they would say, like Batman flexed his sinewy muscles and leapt onto the Joker. And I would be. I thought it was snooey. So I, whenever I would try and talk and use a word, I would use it incorrectly. Scrumptious is a really good one, though. I, I hardly use it. I don't know the last time I've used it. So very excited to bring it back into action here. <laughs> I'm honored. Is there any, is that really how you feel? You just wanted to use the word and you're feeling like really f- no, flatlined. You're no, flatlined I, about being my friend, but you wanted to use the word scrumptious. No, I was, I mean, first thought I was going to just say fucking awesome, but then I was like, what do I, what's a better Scrumptious descriptor? Is Scrumptious is like yeah. a delicious, right? It is. It's, just, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. There's so many questions I have for you about comedy and about how you got started and how all this happened. And I thought, yeah, I want to talk, I want to talk to Abby about this. And the only way I could do that was to create this podcast and this is this is why you did it. I did it, it in this, and it's called the long con. Like, yeah, I'll talk to a Michelle Obama, yeah, or, yeah. You know, whatever, no, whatever I have no, to no. do to get Just to say, Abby. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I mean, listen, it 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 makes sense. It all adds up, and finally, finally, I'm here. And this is my last. This yeah. is my last episode. Yeah, most, this is my last episode yeah. because now it's worked. I get to talk to you. Um, and, uh, and then, well, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome that you, that you got to, <laughs> that you had to. I told you, Sona, a long time ago, once we get Abby, it's done. Yeah. Remember? That was in the initial uh. meetings when we were first talking about this podcast. You were like, this is yeah. just for yeah. Abby. Yeah. And yeah. I said, it's probably going to take two, two and a half years. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we'll trick her by talking to other mm-hmm. people and she won't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And then we'll mm-hmm. wait till she's promoting something. But yeah. we will never get around to promoting this movie. Uh, that's not what we're going to do. We're just going to drill down on your life. We're going to find out love what it. you're really about. It. Oh, here we go. No, I. Uh, it's so funny because there are, <laughs> I like to find like common points of reference with people. And you're someone who I feel a kinship with because from the first time I saw you on Broad City, I could sense, I think this is someone very cerebral who loves comedy like me. And and I started sort of finding out who you were. And I found out the first thing that made me go, Eureka, I've got it, which is you were fascinated with comedy when you were young, but you thought, I can't do that for a living. Yeah. I I, I, I mean, I was obsessed with SNL, yeah. Gilda Radner, old SNLs. I mean, I was, I was, I was Obsessed with the current ones at the time in the in the nineties, and that, but really was like sort of hooked onto the old ones. But it was never a thing of um, a, a thought process of like, oh, I'll do that because who does that? Right. No one I know. No, it, it just didn't seem possible or even a thing that came up in my head. Um, 
And all my, uh, my, my mom and my dad are both artists. My mom was a potter growing up. So she would do these hand built, hand built, uh, boxes, clay boxes, and would sell her art at craft shows mm-hmm. around, I'm from Phil, uh, Philadelphia around the tri-state area. <laughs> and I would like help That's her That's how sell they describe a serial killer's route is <laughs> she uh, roamed the tri-state area. The cr- There's yeah. no pattern to why Abby's mom killed and killed again, but, uh, <laughs> so she would sell clay yeah. boxes. Yes. This, these pottery boxes at craft shows. And my dad was a graphic designer uh, and works in wayfinding, mm-hmm. which is this whole other environmental graphic design. And then I have an older brother who ended up, he was an incredible artist. And um, I sort of did everything he did. And he ended up going to art school. He works with my dad now. He's a graphic designer. And so the art avenue, even though that's like also an impossible goal as I, well, but that just felt very natural yes, to my family. Yes, but I love that you said, I can't go into the impractical world of comedy. There's no money in that. <laughs> ah, art. I'll go paint for a living. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like that was your... That, that, that's almost like your uh, your substitute for okay. I'll go to business school. If that's what I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> you sold out. Exactly. I'll take the, the family path. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's because it's it's because as a kid I was drawing all the time and it was so tangible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this dog and it looks like the dog and I like you see the. You see the, the the positive result, like the ping of like, wow, I'm actually good at this. And so that was way easier than I love comedy. I have this sort of feeling that I'm funny, but like, I, I just, I didn't know what to do with it kind of. Yeah. I ended up minoring in video in college. I went to a school called MICA, Maryland Institute College of Art in Baltimore. And I minored in video, I ended up doing these characters that were like projected on gallery walls and and looked at in a very serious mm-hmm, light. Mm-hmm. But really, they were just me doing fucking characters. I learned like later on. Right. I was like, no, this is me doing comedic characters. Uh, and I moved to New York to go to the Atlantic Con- the Atlantic Conservatory program, which is like Mammoth. I know <laughs> I know you're not surprised at all because I, I really come off as Mammoth. You are. And I've noticed a lot of your improv choices. You didn't are- react because that seems true <laughs> Well, no, because I, I look know. at you um, and I think <laughs> Mammoth. And, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. much of Broad City is is you and, you know, Ilana saying, look, the thing is the thing and the deal yeah. is the thing. Mm-hmm. So many sketches about selling real yeah. estate. <laughs> so many. Always be sell- We're always selling. Uh, I love that we have we both have like one reference point there. But uh, Oh, I have others. Uh, I, I only have the Let's one. Let's edit so, in uh, one of my other ones later. <laughs> but I, I moved. That's why I moved to New York, because I really wanted to be a serious actor. And I got to this conservatory, two-year conservatory, and I was just like, fuck. This is not how my brain yep. works. Yep. I don't. I don't feel like I belong yes. here. This is terrible. Like repetition classes and analyzing the scene, like every line. Which is, I, I know how a lot of actors work. It's just not how I work. And my roommate at the time was like, "Have you ever been? Have you ever gone to this place called the UCB?" She, my, we went to college together. I, she was like, "I really think you'd love it. Your videos are so funny. I think you'd love it." I I didn't know about the UCB. It, it, it was on Comedy Central. I didn't know about it. I went by myself. Uh, this is the the Twenty Sixth Street Chelsea location that is no longer there, which is devastating. And I went by myself one night. I don't know what I saw. I don't know what show it was. And it was like that one of those complete turning point mm. moments in my life where I was just like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing up there, yeah. but I want to do it. 
it's that looks like the most fun, the most satisfying, the most invigorating experience. And I, I quit Atlantic, started taking UCB classes at night. I, I took an Uta Hagen class in New York yeah. because I remembered <laughs> thinking it is the most, you know, distinguished approach to acting. Uh, it's serious. And I remembered they wanted me, they picked, they chose me and this woman I didn't know. And they said, go up on stage and you have to tell her how much you love her and how painful it is for you to be leaving. But that's the point of the scene. And you just need to emote how much you love her. And immediately I realized I'm not an actor. I am not an actor because I can't tell people I really love that I love them. <laughs> I haven't been. I, how am I ever going to tell her? I don't even Who know she? her. She's pretty. But uh, yeah, I remember thinking I can't. It was so clear. It was like I went onto a football field for practice. They threw me one football and my arms fell off. And I just ran away crying with no arms. That's what I did. I walked out. I said, I am not an actor. The only time I can tell someone I love them in a scene is if it's not real and it's a joke. I can do anything if it's a joke, but I can't do... When, and, and of course, acting is all about, you've got to be vulnerable and show us who you really are. Nope, I'm Irish and that's not going to happen. I don't know if this is makes sense, but you you made me just feel like so much of what I what like we ended up doing on Broad City, mm-hmm. I actually felt was more me being more honest and and expressing more of who I am than I'm 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 more able to do that in my work than in real life. If that makes sense, well, yes. It does make sense. Yeah. It does make sense. I mean, I always, I always thought maybe you're playing some version of yourself. No, it's exactly. It's a. Do, it's pretty much a documentary. <laughs> I'm yes, it's a heightened version. Height, heightened version. Yes, but I know. But that I can do. I, I, I think I can do that. But improv is appealing because there's that. You do have that con, mix of control and then complete lack of control. And I found that I love both. I found it a little bit addictive because the high I would get from performing in that way was unlike any yeah. any other thing. Yeah. That's why I had to move on to real drugs because <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. I get this, you know, during during quarantine mm-hmm. I've really missed audiences and the excitement of the crowd. So I've just I mm-hmm. just then it's I just said, okay, it's time to do a lot of of drugs and abuse them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and no, that's something yeah, that, that has helped me and Sona gets it for me illegally. <laughs> uh, oh, we're gonna have to talk after Well, I can't go places and get drugs. <laughs> I, I, that's what Sona's for. That's what and that's who's exactly gonna, what yeah. I'm for. Yep. Most uh, women who are uh, as far along with twins as my assistant Sonam Obsession, no one suspects. No. You know what I mean? When the, that their bag is filled. I mean, filled with methamphetamine. <laughs> yeah, I got pregnant just so it could be no. a better cover for you when I got drunk. <laughs> and I said it has to be twins. Yeah. It has to be twins yeah. because- Wow. Yeah. So you guys pulled, that's hard yeah. to pull off. Her husband's a very- Talented man. Uh, you're both. What a couple. Uh, yeah. So it's it's so funny how you 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 got into that, and I I I, f- I feel like I'm confirming my suspicion because I've always thought like yeah I think even though I don't know you well at all I've always thought yeah Abby is whatever category I'm in I feel like Abby's kind of in that category because and and that's why I was so fascinated to have a real 
conversation with you is I thought, okay, there's just so much here that I can relate to. It took me, it felt like it took me such a long time. And I know that you had this moment where you guys were making these YouTube videos. You said, okay, this is Broad City. This is the, this is this funny thing that we're doing. Let's try and get Amy Poehler involved. And that to me is there has to be a decisive moment where you you get over your sense of whatever demure about it or taking your time or not risking and you say, we're gonna go for it and we're gonna ask a famous person who we really admire and love if they can help us out. It was quite a moment to do that. Yeah, we so we had done the web series for two years. We had about 34 episodes. When I look back on that time, like there's no other time like right. that. I miss that hustle. And we had all these people from the community helping us make all these episodes that are, that are all like in other shows and movies. It's just incredible. Directing, like someone's directing SNL now, someone's directing Fallon's, like all, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, actors are, are on shows. It's just pretty incredible. The Like we all started at the same time and I love that about it. But yeah, I think... I, I think we, Alana and I both were at UCB for about three years at that point. Couldn't get on any of those house teams. Mm-hmm. Unless someone really knew you, You, they might not have thought that you were, it's hard for me to think about this with you, but you might not have been the one that they would have thought would become yes, you. Yes, exactly. hundred percent. I do not think anyone, I used to do a lot of comedy bits growing up, but I just, I don't. I don't think I'm the typical, like, I'm not a stand-up either. I, I just don't come off as <laughs> really funny, I don't think, unless I'm in my zone, yes. kind of, unless yeah. I'm doing yeah. it. And Alana and I just couldn't break through. We weren't that, we weren't, like, the, 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 the you know, it was also only, like, two women per team on the, on, at UCB. Which is fair so and should still be the allotment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, let's right. go. The, the producers did say for me to not go into this territory. <laughs> well, listen, I'm sorry. They're yeah. always cutting this part out, and I don't see why. <laughs> Someone will get really mad. Someone listening will be like, well, well goddammit. Why doesn't Conan— They'll turn it off right yeah, after. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But— um, well, we can, we'll talk about that in a second because it's a real— No, but it was just that there were kind of two out of eight— slots and it was mm-hmm. just such a hard thing to get on these teams and we just you know I, I was terrible at auditioning still am very bad at it I just don't think I'm the person that you think is gonna do comedy and so that's why we made the web series because our dynamic was so unique to us and we just could not stop cracking each other up but we're like let's just fucking make something with us yeah. and then we did it and it started it was just so fun and it was the first thing in my comedy career where I was like, I think this has some legs to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get like staffed from this. Again, we didn't even have the confidence to think that we could be the thing. Yep. Like, we're like yep. well, someone else will hire us to write for them, you know, because that's sort of what's ingrained, I think, in a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yes. To be honest, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Yeah. And so we were just having so much fun. And then it got to a point, we, we got this manager and she was like, I think you guys should pitch this as a show. And while we were coming up with that, we wanted to end the web series. And we, Amy owned UC, owns UCB. Mm-hmm. And I had seen that she was in town, like accepting an award. I was just like, what? I, I don't know. On Instagram, uh-huh. I don't know. Online, I saw she had accepted an award. Let's ask her to be in this finale. And we just shot, we would steal shots all over New York City and we asked her to be in it through 
the guy who used to. Um, but did you stalk her? Did the, you like uh, find her at a restaurant? I mean, that, that's the other thing too. Is that it's it feels like this is like a Lucy episode, you know, from the fifties, where where because it really did have that sound of like, hey, Elena, did you see this? Amy Poehler's in town. It says right here in the Daily Bugle. You know, she's over. She's she's and 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 then Elena's like, yeah, apparently she eats lunch every day at, at McGinty's. Yeah, yeah. And we show up at yeah. lunch with like a costumes on <laughs> yeah. as if she wouldn't even know who right, we were. Right, the big mustaches yeah. and stuff. And uh, your order, have you yeah. heard of the Broad yeah. City Girls? Oh, ladies, the plot fell through. Your mustache fell off. <laughs> but I like your spunk and I'm, I'm going to executive produce your new show. <laughs> is your money just sitting around being lazy? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't like Get that. Get a job, money. No, that's not what I oh. meant. But in a way, it is what I meant. Okay. That's a good point, Sona. You have hard-earned cash, and it should always be working towards a better financial future for you. Your money shouldn't be sitting around, you know, watching reruns on TV and eating nachos. It should be working (laughs) for you. Well, guess what? Robinhood pioneered commission-free stock trading over a decade ago. They continue to offer innovative products to help you maximize your money's potential. That's good. You got to have that money working for you, man. Yeah. With over 23 million funded customers, Robinhood is helping people build a better financial future. With Robinhood, it's simple to make investments towards your future goals, whatever those may be. We all have some bucket list items to cross off, and Robinhood has tools to help you pursue them. Investing a small amount now could make a big difference 30 years down the road. That's good. Isn't that a nice thing? Give yourself 30 years from now a gift of what you do now. (laughs) It's nice to be in the driver's seat and have autonomy when making investments, which is easy to do with Robinhood. Take your financial future by the reins. Download the app or visit Robinhood.com to learn more. Investing involves risk and loss principle is possible. Remember that? Other fees may apply. Returns are not guaranteed. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker-dealer. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is the quick, easy, trusted place for your next oil change. Valvoline's convenient, no appointment needed. You can even stay in your car while they do the work. You have to sit in some waiting room, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their friendly certified technicians have over 270 hours of training and they get you in and out fast while performing a thorough free 18-point maintenance check with your oil change. We got someone here who just experienced this, our own Aaron Blair. Blair, well, how was it? It was awesome. I took my Jeep uh, jock jams in and got a sweet oil change and uh, and I actually brought a book because I thought it would take a while. And uh, they had me in and out in like 15 minutes. It was awesome. Well, also, you should point out, you can't read. I can't. So, But I wanted people to <laughs> you, think I could. Yeah, but I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, maybe somebody hot is there. They're illiterate. like, oh, what are you reading? I'm like, oh, and then, then you know, now I've, I'm, I got a date. Yeah, yeah I don't but, think that's, uh, that's not how people meet each other. Didn't, didn't have time for that. Yeah, so if you see Blay driving around in his beautifully oiled jock jams, <laughs> give him the old thumbs up. <laughs> or throw a tangerine at him. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Valvoline, they're doing it right. Visit valvoline.com slash Conan for an exclusive offer towards your next oil change. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. (laughs) Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. 
You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries and I'm done with mine. And- uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. story is that the artistic director at UCB had sent her, I guess, which is awesome of him, Anthony King, Mm -hmm. who wrote on Broad City later, uh, had sent her our videos. And and one of our teachers at UCB, this guy, Will Hines, had sort of like owed us a favor. And we asked him if he would ever like send it to Amy. And he did. And then she wrote us an email and she had watched it and loved it and was excited to do it and that moment i gotta say like there's been a lot of moments especially in the broad city journey Mm -hmm. that have been absolutely insane like when the show got picked up when it kept you know it kept getting picked up coming on your show like truly like out of this world moments for us but that one just amy wanting to be in our web episode was just the turning point of i don't know i was at someone's birthday party I remember at the Astoria Beer Garden, I got an email and I fucking left the party and I was like, this is it. She's going to be in our web series. And I was like, that's it. That's like, it was one of the happiest days of my life. You know, what's funny that you say is that I'm doing shows now out of uh, the Largo Theater. That's because of the pandemic. We've been taping our show at the Largo Theater. The Largo Theater is where... I took that first improv class where I walked in and put cash in a jar and there's a little tiny room But that room is right where I'm taping my show now. And it's 35 years later, I think. And I'm, sometimes we finish taping. I've shown you the room, right, Sona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always saying to Sona, come into this small dark room and she doesn't go. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Sona, I I don't think you should go, actually. No, right after I get his drugs, come into this small dark room. (laughs) Bring the bag with you. (laughs) Bring the drugs. And then come into this. And it's going to feel like I'm stabbing you. But that's not a, it's just a butter knife. Don't be a baby. Uh, but but we um, that room is right. It's about a 15-step walk from where I'm taping my show after mm-hmm. all these years. And I go back and I look in that room sometimes. And I can't, I'm able to imagine a lot. I imagine things for a living. But I can't imagine that. And I think it's, you must have that feeling of, you know, now you're, you're very in demand and you're promoting this massive movie by like the guys that made the Lego movie yeah. and, and, and you're like a centerpiece of that movie. And going back to those times when you just thought, I think something's supposed to happen with me, but I don't know how it's all going to happen. I feel like you've had that and that you're also someone who's sensitive enough to appreciate it because not everybody does. Yeah. I mean, I think I try to as, as much as I can just sort of like clock, not, not clock, like check, check in and, and see that, that curve. Or it is kind of those full circle moments where it is like Katie in the, in the movie that you brought up is this artist Mm -hmm. and is trying to figure herself out 
and does kind of feel right. that the same things. Like I think I, she's a filmmaker and, and, and getting to play a character like that does make me, I, I just feel, I felt so, uh, I related so much to her because as a kid, I yeah. did feel like that. Like I had this like artistic, I was just like always making stuff. And then it sort of just changed yeah. as I got older into what kind of stuff I was making. So that's like a full circle thing to me where I'm like, yeah, you're I'm, Lord and Miller. I'm in a Lord and Miller movie where I, it's just insane to me. You know, it's funny because uh, I was thinking about it, like the Mitchells versus the machine, which is which is the movie that you're promoting. I'm also, I think, a small part of this movie. They brought me in to do some uh to do a voice of a of a computer and these guys they were so much fun to work with they just they they were just so supportive and delightful and creative and it was really fun yeah. i had a yeah. blast and then i got like a lovely little note from them saying thanks uh and uh enjoy your 11 seconds of the movie um <laughs> but so i haven't seen the film yet but sona saw it yep and you were High as a kite after you loved saw it. I mean, just, just it. Yes, Yay. absolutely loved it. Loved, 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 loved it. And I, um, you know, I, I just, I want everybody I know to see it. Anybody who like any father who has a daughter, anybody who's part of a family. <laughs> I just yeah. think it's such a great movie and it's so fun. And I just absolutely loved it. Oh, that's yeah. awesome to hear. That's, I yeah. haven't really talked yeah. to anybody that's seen it. That's not in it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, well, I thought yeah, the they same said, way. They sent, yeah, they sent the link for Conan, and then I just watched it. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I was, I didn't, I want to watch it with my kids. Yeah. Because I think they're going to really like it. And so I, I don't know. So I was really excited to watch it with them. And I thought, I don't want to watch it on some, I want to watch it the right way. I don't know if that's going to be possible, but I really, I'm, I'm hoping I can take them to a movie theater and we'll all just wear I don't know masks about or something. That. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know about that unless you sort of rent your own movie theater and do that. But uh, I think, oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh, I you're right. Yeah, of course. That's what, what it, oh, I thought you didn't, oh, I, did I make it clear? I'm very wealthy and I live in a bubble. <laughs> Did you not understand? I, I, when I say take them to a movie, what the fuck is going on in this interview? Abby, when I mean go to a movie, I mean Sona calls and says it's him, and they know it. They know right. it's Conan. Yeah, and they shut down the theater for the night, and I just pay whatever the cost, however many people would have yeah. gone, and then uh, each one of my kids drives over there uh, in, in a in a different. Hummer made yeah. of rainforest. And that's what you meant by, then, by watching it the right way. Yeah. That's, well, that's the, I mean, the only way. I said right way, but I almost, I almost slipped and said only yeah. way. Yeah. But, oh God, no, go to a movie theater where there, I mean, I'm not even talking about pandemic stuff, but like with other people and stuff. No, I can't do that. Abby, when you get to my level, you'll I will see, see. I'm excited to see. Someday. And look, I hope it happens for you, but I'm also going to tell you that there's a downside to it, which is. I go places and Sona, you're with me. It's like a mania, the people tearing at my clothes and trying is to get it? a hold of me. No, I don't think it is. Oh. It's never been like that, actually. Some people will you- glance over at you with like knowingly, but I, you've never, that's never happened where people have gone crazy. Um, okay. Well, that- <laughs> Sorry. The glances feel invasive. Oh, okay. It's, they're invasive glances. They're they're ta- glances. The glances are tearing One, your clothes off. The gla- they're <laughs> yes. undressing me with their yeah, eyes. Yeah. Their glances are un- are undressing me. So, um, but no, I, I, you know, I love also that your character, it's almost like they really knew you because your character is someone who it's, it almost feels somewhat autobiographical, your character in 
Mitchells versus the Machines, like somewhat, who, someone who's hasn't quite figured out how they fit into the world. It's neat that, I mean, obviously these people are incredibly good at what they do, but that they knew to go to you. Yeah, I mean, I I I hope that's what happened. I I wonder if there was a line of other actors before me. I know I don't think so. I I mean, you know, everybody wants to be in a Lord and Miller movie. They just everybody wants to. So there was no one ahead of you. I know in my case, they were turned down by a bunch of people, and then the Conan was the go-to at the end. Remember Sona? Yeah. They called, and they and they kept saying he doesn't have to do it. In fact, it's okay with us if he doesn't. <laughs> and then I came anyway to the voiceover sessions and they they were not pleased when I walked in. Yeah, you had me call them and ask them if you can be in it. Oh, okay. Okay, right. do you have yeah. to tell people okay. like okay. this? Okay, well. Just, okay, all right, let's not. Okay. Yeah. No, no, we're not going to edit that. Well, yeah, we'll probably take that out. No, but you should- No one needs to know that I randomly call about projects. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly calling around town. Yeah. And saying, you know, I am free on Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, if Pitt doesn't show up, I'm there. You know, I'll take my shirt off on a roof. Then you'll you'll get some asses into some seats. That would have, I would have, yeah, that would have been a hit, I think. (laughs) You couldn't even finish that sentence. Oh, Abby, God bless you. Oh, boy. I would have. If I could have. Your dog is, I can see that your dog is behind you on a bed and your dog, when I said that, put both it's paws. A, yeah, he, it's a over. sofa. I'm not in bed. Well, <laughs> no, not a bed. It's, I'm sitting it's on very the floor because I don't sofa. have a desk. You're on my coffee table. Well, I'm going to buy you a desk, said the liar. <laughs> 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 um, I also love that your animation style, because I've, I've seen your, I've been very impressed with your your art, your your drawings. And I like that, even, I don't know, some of the drawings in this movie feel like it's evocative of the kind of style that you would like. I, yeah, I mean, I love the way that they, there's, they incorporated all the different sort of mediums that, that Katie would use in filmmaking. So mm-hmm. yeah, from the drawings to the shots and all that. I mean, I don't know if, if that was part of it, but, and I wonder what, a lot of people, I'm just going to say that a lot of people think I did like the Broad City animations. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Is that what you thought? I kind of assumed. Yeah. Just because a lot of people I know assume your, it. It's not. I knew your, I know your artwork and I really like it. And, uh, and also I like that your, I, your drawing style is, I'm trying to think who it reminds me of. Cause it's, it's got like elements of like, I want to say a Roz Chast or someone, but I it's also Roz quite Chast. different. Yeah, I, I I really anyway I I really like your style and so I assumed that you would have done the animation for I tried to at first city. actually I did it for the initial pilot and then I felt like you know what I don't need to wear all the hats on this mm-hmm. so and I know someone who can do this way better than me and we we got this guy Mike Perry who I had been sort of geeking out about uh, he's this incredible illustrator and he did he did all those animations well. Now you've broken, this is an important rule you've got to learn, Abby, as your, you know, as your climb continues. If someone thinks you did something and they're complimenting <laughs> you, just you just that. say, oh yeah, thanks. You take, take it. it. And then you get the angry call. Yeah. And then later you get the angry call from the actual illustrator. Oh, but fuck I him. Yeah. You know? I should have t- just taken that credit. Yeah. Just say, yeah. Thank uh, you. I guess, uh, yeah. And, and then also maybe, yeah, Mitchell's versus Machine. It you is know. Exactly. I'm not saying I did the animation, but I'm also not saying I didn't do the animation. 
I'm okay. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not saying. I, I just didn't. want you. And then, of course, you're going to get a call from Lord Miller. What are you doing? This is a weird. That's very strange of you to insinuate it's a that. Very strange so press what? campaign for me to go on. Yeah, but screw them too. You know, um, <laughs> you got to break some eggs if you're going to make something mm. that involves broken eggs. Is an old saying <laughs> that I'm very fond of. You know, I heard that you write letters, and that also made me think: Is this woman just not the perfect, perfect woman? in every way. You write letters. I write letters to people. And you know what they do? They don't write me back, but they call me or they send me an email and say, that's so cool that you wrote me this letter, but they don't write me back on, on paper. And I'm, I, cause I've been trying to get that going. I use, I walk to a, a post office box, a mailbox, if you will. And I, I drop letters in there and People will call me on the phone or they'll Zoom me or something and say, hey, got the letter. That's great. Loved it. Thanks. But they don't write back. What that about you? That would make me so upset writing? if somebody called me to tell me they got my letter. Yes. No, that person might be out of my life after that. <laughs> That's that, The whole point is to start the correspondence. How rare is it to get a letter? I wish I, I, I haven't done it in a while, but I love the art of the handwritten letter. I, I you know, I've been trying to find the right stationery because I do it very randomly. Like, and so I'm using random notes and cards and I really want to get, do you have a thing? Do you have? Yeah, Will, you can actually grab it. It's in, look in the, one of those drawers. I want to show Abby, and this is the geekiest thing I've done in a while. I can't wait to show Abby Jacobson my stationery. Um, I'm going <laughs> to probably ask you, because did you get it made? Does it have your name on it? Oh, oh, go yes, I did. Go on the left hand, now go down one. You're just rifling through my drawer like a thief. And he's wearing a mask. I love it, this guy who's helping me out. Do you see? Do you see the, the yeah. yes, bring me one of those, please. Just that one. I love it. You were going through my desk and you're wearing a mask. <laughs> you look like a 1920s burglar. So this is what I wow. uh, made. Classy. And you know what it is? Classy. Well, it's old fashioned. It's actually, um, I talked to a guy and he said that he could use the same font that like the White House has used since literally 18, you know, 85, which is a very uh, like specific font. And it's from the desk of Conan O'Brien. And then I like to write sort of formal weird letters to people on this old Olympia typewriter <gasps> that I have and send them off to them. And yeah, I don't think anyone's ever written me back. They really love the letter and they say, oh my God, I really love that. Thank you. But they don't write back because I don't even think they know how to do I that. I mean, anyway. I would write you back. Can I, I don't think I've told right. this story. I have a crazy letter experience. Okay. Let's okay. It. So I, I wrote a book a couple years ago called I Might Regret This and I was doing a book tour. I'll yes. try to make this as quick as possible, even though- it's one of the most incredible stories that I have. Uh, and mm -hmm. Tom Hanks is in front of me at the at the book event. And we're like sharing like a dressing room area. And I'm doing, mm -hmm. a my, the project I'm working on right now is a readaptation of A League of Their Own for TV. Yes. And so this was, a, this was mm -hmm. in 2018 though. And I was still, I was working on it then. And so we're in the dressing room and I was like, I've never met Tom Hanks. I, I was like, this is the time. This is my opportunity. I was like, hey. And, and I said, you know, this is nuts. I'm making a re-adaptation. Re and he's like, what are you doing about the coach character? And I was like, don't worry. We're not touching the coach. We can't. You can't. You can't even go there, you know? And so he said uh -huh. to me, he said, do you want to exchange books? And I was like, yes, 
Mr. Hanks, of course. And then mm-hmm. I went along, I went on stage and I did my thing and then lived my life. And then I'm back in New York and I'm editing Broad City. I'm in the edit bay and the produce pros producer comes and brings me a package and it's from Tom Hanks. And there's a cup and saucer from him because I write about in the book how I can't stand saucers because they're like messy and coffee mm-hmm. gets everywhere, whatever. And then a typed letter to me all about yeah. my book. Isn't that delightful? And like wow. how he related to it and how much he loved it and how the book is about figuring myself out sort of late in life. Uh, and it was so inspiring. And it, uh, yeah, it was just, Incredible. I wrote him back. He did not, he didn't, we didn't start, he didn't write me back. Fine. But but I did, I did write him back and I sent him a mug without a saucer. Nice. Right? I thought it was a classy move. Listen, Tom Hanks's assistant is very good at writing letters that you f- are sure. Are no, do not oh, even my. do that to me. Hey, I'm sorry. No, Everyone knows. So <laughs> Tom is not a friendly. He's not a friendly person, and he has an assistant who just has the right touch. No, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he has sent me <laughs> cup and sauce for so many times. Um, Isn't that unbelievable? no, 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 that's. No, no. It, it, well, you know what? I would say it's unbelievable if I didn't know that fellow somewhat, and he is a an incredible gem. I mean, it, it, it's boring. Everyone telling there, Tom Hanks is a really nice person, but <laughs> he's absurdly nice and thoughtful. And and yes, and he's also a uh, a true typewriter fanatic. Yeah, that's and what reminded me. This sounds like I'm I'm flexing, and and I know only know that word because Sona taught it to me, um, <laughs> trying desperately to pretend that I'm not 85 years old. Uh, but um, I had a Christmas party here once, and uh, you know, Tom and Rita live not too far away, and they stopped by. And uh, at one point, I'm like, where'd Tom Hanks go? And he and Nick Offerman had come upstairs, and they found my typewriter in my office, and they were clacking away on my typewriter. <laughs> And, you know, like with anyone else, I'd be like, what are you doing in here? What's going on? I was just so overjoyed because Nick Offerman is this guy who really wanted to be born in like 1805 and probably should have been. He should have uh, like a dairy farm, you know, in, in and have fought in the Civil War. But uh, he and Tom Hanks were just clacking away on my typewriter. And I, I tried to for a second be like, you have no right. But God damn it. So that it was these two great men. And, Nick's uh, like so checking I, out this, the wood of your desk. The yes, Nick Hoffman like, <laughs> yeah, this is a fine mahogany. Now the joist here feels like it could be repointed. I have an awl and an ad in my, uh, I could fix that right away for you if I wanted. Um, I want to mention another name of someone who I really admire because I know you're working with her, I believe, on uh, a league of their own on this readaptation, it's uh, Darcy Carden. Yep, know her is, well. Is she's working on it as well. Yeah, Darcy's one of my best friends, and we we oh, came up is. together at UCB. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. We, I've known Darcy for almost fifteen years. Yeah, probably fifteen years, yeah. and we met in a commercial acting class, like commercial auditioning class. Terrible, but we like sort of zoned in on each other. Yeah, Darcy is in the show, which is so fun. It's it's more of a dramedy the the reincarnation, mm-hmm. but it's it's got such hard laughs from 
Darcy and Kate Berlant is in it as well, like from the comedy mm-hmm, world that mm-hmm. I knew before. And yeah, I love Darcy. Darcy was on Broad City for a little bit too. She's just brilliant. And she's always really funny all the time. And she told me, I didn't remember this, uh, but she said, I met her years before she got on television. And I said, was I nice? Or, you know, like I'm always trying to be nice to people. I, I want to think I'm a nice person, but I was thinking, well, I, I hope because I'm such a fan of hers. And here I've met her and she said, oh, you were doing bits the whole time for me. <laughs> like, it was, I was like, oh yeah. My wife was like, yeah, that's him. Like, yeah. <laughs> this receptionist seems funny. I'm going to yeah. try and do 20 minutes of weird you like, bits you with like her. You like go down the improv. steps. The oh, I was doing like pre- pretending to have a canoe, uh, talking in different voices and yeah. she was doing shtick, I think. And then uh, she, pr- I probably, by the time I left, she was like, wow, what a needy, needy man. <laughs> it was at a therapist's but, office, right? I'm kidding, yes, I'm kidding. Yes, they were, tra- they were trying. No, no, it's fair. Let's talk about it. It's fair. It was uh, therapy that failed, but uh, you got to try. Um, well, I'm, you know, I don't know. This is just. This is the conversation I've wanted to have with you for a really long time. So it makes me happy that we were able to make this happen. It makes me so happy. This has been such a joy and such a pleasure to get to talk to you both. And I'll tell you something. um, Well, you included Sona in it and that, Mm -hmm. oh man. Uh God damn it. Uh No, I love love you, Sona. I love you too. Well, I just said that for legal reasons. (laughs) I I hope you had a good time. Oh my gosh, I had such a fun time. I truly, when I got the email from whoever being like, will you be on Conan? I was like, of course, uh, yes. Like, of course, it's like my honor to do it. That's really nice. So thank you guys for having me, Your really. people haggled over money for a while. We had to, that got unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. No, I do always pay for appearances, so. <laughs> they paid us $150,000. <laughs> wait, wait, that's that's what it landed on? That's what it ended up on, yeah. And Lord and Miller kicked in. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. It was a hundred. It was 150 grand? Yeah, yeah. it cost. From- you had to pay $150,000 okay. to be on this podcast. And the, the money's come through. The cat, we have the cash. That's not refundable. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make a couple calls. I actually have to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're, I know you're gonna write a letter. That you're not gonna write a make a call. I'm gonna write. I have to go and type a letter to my and lawyer. Type four angry letters yes. to my lawyer. Um, yeah. This was. Uh, I, I, please, everyone, do yourself a favor. Uh, this movie is coming out uh, very soon. It's at the end of April. And, April thirtieth. Um, April thirtieth. There you go. See. You were professional when I wasn't. And I would say, I want to finish that note, which is people find their people. That is one of the truest things I've discovered about life is that you spend the early part of it. If you're like us, and there's a lot of us out there, there's a lot of people listening right now, young people who feel they don't fit in. They don't quite know what their role is. They think they have something to offer, but they have no idea what it is. I do think that a lot of the early part of your life, and no one illustrates this better than you, Abby, is having the faith to go out there and you will find your people. And you did. And you found all these people. And you'll keep finding more of them, but that's, I don't know, that's sort of the magic of this. It really is one of those pictures where someone heads out on a road, you know, Dorothy just keeps meeting all these people along the way, and then you can't imagine her without them. And I, I don't know, I think that's, that's quite profound. I'm, I'm glad you found your people. And then because you found your people, we found you, which is really nice. So Ooh, wow. pretty nice, that was huh? Really nice ending. That was, yeah. that was, you really brought it. 
and I did bring it. Your dog behind you looks very unimpressed. He's <laughs> very nervous. Just, oh, no, he, he knows he's been listening to a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. This has meaning for me, okay? Because I grew up as a child obsessed. My brothers and I were obsessed with sugar cereals. We loved Cap'n Crunch. And then when they came out with Cap'n Crunch and Crunch Berries, oh. I just, it was like Oppenheimer. <laughs> I saw a white light and I knew that life had changed forever. And true story, I was just back in Boston visiting my brother, Neil. And not kidding, he is two years older than me. We are grown-ass adults. What do we do? We sit down at our kitchen table in Brookline, Mass., and we both crack open a box of Cap'n Crunch with Crunch oh Berries. And we had it together, multiple bowls. And I was so happy. Oh, it's nice that you have that. It really is. Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but I've got to tell you, it's just such a sense memory for me. Not just original Cap'n Crunch, which is great. Then, oops, all berries yeah, they came up with. I remember that. Usually I don't eat foods that have oops in the title. <laughs> but when they came up with oops, all berries, I was there. Peanut butter. Oh my God. Peanut butter crunch is fantastic. It turns the milk into this cool peanut butter milk. I love it. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. That's a word now. Buy Cap'n Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch, now at a retailer near you, and learn more at cap'ncrunch.com. Neil, we made it! <laughs> Come on, if most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let's do a little review the reviewers where I dig through Apple Podcasts to see what people have said about the podcast and you guys can respond. Does that sound good? Yes, we must uh, let the people's voices be heard. Play away. This is from Goldblum Noises, which I'm assuming is referring to this podcast. Remember when Jeff Goldblum was on and he made you and he both made a bunch of sexual jazz noises? Uh, I remember it every night. <laughs> 
<laughs> so then the rest of this is unrelated, but five stars. The title is 11 hours in all caps one day. And it goes like this. I was just informed by Spotify in my 2020 roundup that I listened to 11 episodes of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend in one day. If that sounds sad, everyone should also know on my Hinge dating profile, my answer to the prompt, quote, I am weirdly attracted to blank, unquote, is Conan O'Brien. In all seriousness, this podcast was my constant companion this year, especially when I was going through a tough breakup. I love the whole group's dynamic and cannot wait until the day someone on Hinge messaged me saying they love Conan as much as me. Thanks, guys. What a lovely uh, thing to hear. From who is this? Did this person give their name or no? Yeah, Goldblum noises. Well, okay, all right. Then he's. <laughs> That's all I have. Right. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, Goldblum noises. That is so nice. Wow, eleven episodes. I wonder In what the day. side effects of listening to eleven hours of this uh, well, is for for someone. I wonder if he you know, had uh, any or kind she, of bodily... Well, well he, yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know why... I, you know what? I'm going to say it doesn't matter. I don't... I'm unlike you, Sona, who's very sexist uh, <laughs> and all obsessed with gender identities. I don't care. I am very gender fluid uh, and I, I don't care. It's not important to me. Okay. They said weirdly attracted to Conan O'Brien. Now... Uh, this gets complicated. Do you find that little needle in the haystack? But why? That was all compliments. I know. I always find yeah. the tiny little piece of glass in the snow cone. Uh, it's it's <laughs> uh, weirdly attracted to Conan O'Brien. I listen to these now the same way you listen to them. I'm like, what is it he's going to hear that's going to upset him? And I thought it was when the person said, I'm waiting for someone to tell me that they also get the Conan O'Brien thing. Oh, no, thanks a lot. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't latched onto that. But now, yes, now it's clear to me that Goldblum (laughs) noises put it out there that I like Conan and has been waiting and waiting and waiting for someone to say me too and has heard nothing. (laughs) Goldblum noises dropped a penny into the I find Conan attractive well and heard no splash. <laughs> no splash. Oh, man. Wow. Well, there's probably a lot more writing on that Hinge profile. You know, it, it, it's not just the Conan line. No, Goldblum Noises no. sounds like an incredible person. Uh, regardless of gender, uh, I'm going to say Goldblum Noises sounds like a top-notch uh, human being. And I am just going to focus on the fact that because Goldblum Noises was kind enough to mention me as someone that they found uh, attractive, either physically or a personality, that I'm responsible for no one responding. No. Yes, that's no. what I'm going to. I'm going We're to the- talking about a person who's listened to, with ads, over 12 hours of this podcast in a day. So you What gotta- does that do to someone? I wonder if, <sighs> if you put this person, Goldblum Noises, through an MRI, would it show up somewhere? Would the doctor say, oh my God, have you been, have you been drinking liquid lead? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? What were you doing? Don't tell me. And then the doctor said, wait a minute, you haven't been listening to 11 straight hours of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, have you? And the guy or girl says, uh, yeah. Actually, and then the doctor I- goes, are you Goldblum noises? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> 
What is that? That's Jeff Goldblum. He always does little, hmm. I've I got to, oh, oh I'm, I'm just curious. How is, mm, oh, I thought we were still in the doctor's office. Well, yeah, I did too. Did he come into the doctor's office? Yeah, Goldblum's hiding. He's, whenever you're having a very uh, personal exam in a doctor's office, Jeff Goldblum is always in the closet. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Anyone listening right now, if you've ever had to take your clothes off at a doctor's office and have a very personal exam, and then you hear from behind a wall, that's Jeff Goldblum. Knowing he was there would somehow make me feel better. Me too. I, I can't explain yeah, that. Yeah, me too. I would feel reassured. He's a very nice guy. And if anyone had to be hiding in the closet, making weird semi-erotic noises. I prefer it to be Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, I, I, Goldblum Noises, thank you for that very nice review and uh, very kind of you. Feel free to take me off of your profile if it's harming what? your- If it's harming your, your life in any way, I don't want to be responsible. You know what I mean? Oh. You could put someone else down as a big influence. She didn't say you were an influence. Oh. Or he. Why are you they doing this? They said they were weirdly attracted. <laughs> I just want to- Correct. Okay, so not an influence. And hey, first of all, if someone's listened to me for 11 hours straight, I've influenced them. Second of all, <laughs> why do you keep interrupting and saying these things that just make me feel like shit? You know what? You're right. I don't know why I'm doing that. It really, I really am piling on and I shouldn't do that. And you're right. And I'm sorry. But yeah, she didn't say, or he didn't say influence. <laughs> they said they were weirdly attracted. You to went me. and did it again. You just apologized for doing it and then did it again. Uh, Listen, just, Sona, I hear things the way the story. I hear things the way I want to hear them to create a better world for myself. It's like people that only listen, watch Fox News because they want to have that world reflected back at them and they don't look at anything else. I have certain thoughts. And so what I do when I hear these critiques of the show is I make up what it really meant. And then when you say that's not what they said, what they said was <laughs> no one, they put their, your name in there and no one's biting. <laughs> Thanks, Sona. You're right. You're right. And I'm sorry. Well, that's not the point, Sona, is to prove you wrong again and again and again. That's not what this podcast is about. I don't know uh, why it happens so frequently. I want to get a quick plug in for a friend uh, of mine. <laughs> that was a long sigh. Yeah. Um, I want to get a quick plug in for a near and a dear friend of mine uh, from my Simpsons writing days. If you're a Simpsons fan, and many people are for good reason, uh, you know Mike, the name Mike Reese. Mike uh, mm -hmm. is at the Simpsons for, God, I think he's been there uh, since Bart was born. I think, you know, there's three seasons <laughs> of The Simpsons early on where there's no Bart. Uh, and <laughs> the show started in the late seventies, but, but, uh, Mike has been there, you know, forever. He's been at the Simpsons throughout and he's been, uh, one of the major creative forces, uh, behind the Simpsons. He's a brilliantly funny guy. I've known him for so long and he has a podcast now called what am I doing here? And you should check it out because what Mike does is he travels the world. He's been to 134 countries. And I think he's been kicked out of 131 of them. <laughs> and he goes with his <laughs> wife and his wife loves to travel. And uh, it's called, what am I doing here? Because I think he finds himself in situations and places uh, and he doesn't know how he got there, why he got there. I think he's been to the North Pole. He's gone to Iraq. He goes everywhere with his uh, lovely wife, Denise. So check out that podcast because Mike's a really funny guy. Uh, if you like The Simpsons, if you like that kind of sense of humor, just check it out. What am I doing here with Mike Reese? Available wherever your podcasts are purchased or created. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. 
with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Becton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. <laughs>